Welcome to Vanguard Radio. The Aryan Alternative. News and views for whites you won't find anywhere else. The Aryan Alternative is a print publication of uncensored news for whites. Be the first in your neighborhood to distribute news without the Jews by ordering 100 copies for $12 through the Vanguard News Network. Visit GoVNN.com for ordering information. The Aryan Alternative and the Vanguard News Network. No Jews, just right. Welcome to Goyfire. We have a list of topics tonight. The first one, Rogers, Arkansas. Police call TAA distro illegal. Number two, Ben Shalom Bernicke, groomed for Fed chairmanship. Three, Prussian Blue ABC interview. Four, TNB, South Africa Student Union openly calls for the murder of whites. Wogs vs. Nogs in Birmingham, and uh, in U- the USA we have a 13-year-old gang raped by four blacks, and five, our TJB segment of the program, Jew Inmate Sues Over Kosher Food. So back to our top story tonight. We had an incident in Rogers, Arkansas. We have Glenn Miller in the studio tonight, along with Jane and Alex. Glenn, you were personally involved with this incident in Rogers. Is that correct? Yes. Uh, what exactly happened? You know, I've hit all the towns around here and cities since I moved here uh, 10, 11 years ago. And so I got my map out and, and looking for new you know, sizable towns to distribute. I saw Rogers, Arkansas on the map, so I loaded up 700 rolled up <laughs> newspapers. 700 uh, newspapers rolled up. It's only about 80 miles from my house. Anyway, I got down there, and, you know, like I always do, I look for middle-income, upper-income neighborhoods, you know. You know, when you first go into town, you've never been there before. They're, they're kind of hard to find sometimes. Anyway, I, I did the best I could, and I zigzagged all over the place, hitting areas, you know. Well, couldn't find out a lot of those houses had blacks and Hispanics in. A lot of Hispanics down in Rogers, Arkansas. I felt like I was in Mexico there in a couple of areas. <clears throat> so I passed them out, like I always do, late afternoons, weekday afternoons, you know, before people get home from work. So I passed them out, stopped at some several convenience stores and passed out over a dozen while I was down there hand to hand. I come back the next day, it was in the newspaper that... Uh, a police officer by the name of Craddocks was quoted as saying that uh, if those papers were distributed again and he could locate who did it, he was going to arrest him. Yeah, I have the exact so quote I, I, right I, I, here. Uh, he says, uh, quote, We'll continue to investigate it to see who did it, why, and make sure they know it is unacceptable to be doing it in the future or they will be arrested if it happens again. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, I got back home and uh, <clears throat> that thing was posted, you know, on uh, on, the, on our forum. And I talked to Alex by PM a couple of times about it, and I told him I was thinking about going down there and, and turn myself in and, uh, <clears throat> and, and uh, raise a little bit of hell down there. 
anyway, I sweated it, and I couldn't sleep a word the hell out of me until I did something. <clears throat> so I rolled up another 400 papers and went back down there, you know. And uh, before I did that, I called a TV station in the local newspaper and told them to meet me in front of in, at the police department that I was going to turn myself in and raise some hell, and I was going to dare that police officer to arrest me. And uh, one newspaper reporter showed up, <laughs> and uh, <clears throat> we were in the lobby together waiting for the chief to come down, right? Full of Mexicans in the police department there. And I was parked right out front, had my car loaded with uh, newspapers. Had a friend with me. I, I took a buddy of mine to bail me out in case I got arrested. You know, I gave him a thousand dollars cash in case I got arrested. What were all those Mexicans doing? Were they were cops or they had government jobs there or what? Arrestees or what? A big lobby there. I don't know if they were in checking in or reporting crimes or what. But <laughs> it, just, it was probably a dozen in there. Everywhere, yeah. And, uh, Chief came down, met me there in the lobby, had his hand out and a big old smile. On he said, you're Glenn Miller, aren't you? I said, yeah. And I held my hands out. I said, I, said, I came to turn myself in. I held two hands out for him to handcuff me. <laughs> and uh, the newspaper reporter had his photographer there taking photographs. And I read to the police chief the quote that Craddock's made. And I said, I'm here to turn myself in. And I said, I want you to look out that window, Chief. I said, you see, I got my car filled up with newspapers. I said, I'm, I'm, as soon as I leave here, I'm going to go out and distribute them in your town. And so if you're going to arrest me, you better do it now. Because the crime's about to be replicated, huh? Yeah, you know, what he said? <laughs> you know what he said? He said, Mr. Miller, we have no intention of arresting you. I'll give him a copy of the Constitution, the, the First Amendment part anyway. And I gave him another copy of our newspaper, and uh, I got interviewed by that newspaper reporter afterwards. And the reporter also interviewed the chief, put his ass on the spot, you know. Uh, <clears throat> he had to either admit that his, his deputy or his uh, assistant lied or he lied. <clears throat> anyway, uh, that, that's, that was really basically the story. I, I went out immediately, and I passed those 400 papers out within a mile of that police department. I started right outside the police department because there's a nice area right there to distribute in. And uh, they come on back home. That's pretty much it. Hey, just let me just tell you, uh, when Rounder and I called this other police chief here in Lewisburg, West Virginia, the other day, Rounder says he's going to drive out here and turn himself in there as the chief of distribution for TAA. <laughs> Yeah, what do you, what do you, how do you say to don't don't do that? Don't do that. Well, there's another policeman that just uh, uh, terribly misquoted, maligned in the in the press. It, it, it must be awful hard on him when their reputations get damaged as uh, 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 ter ter downers of the First Amendment. You know, it must be hell in their reputations locally, huh? Yeah, well, he you know he admitted to a lie. Uh, he actually made that quote to the media. You know that, don't you, Chain? Yeah, you're talking about uh, Stover, Police Chief Stover. Sure he did. And then he flat denied, mm -hmm. said he was misquoted when you and I talked to him on the phone. Mm -hmm. And what we ought to do, we got that on tape, him denying it. We ought to mail it to all those reporters and uh, mail it to all of uh, the police chief's friends, the mayor, the town council, the uh, sister police chiefs, and, and, and it'll spread all over town in no time that he's a liar. I don't think they care, though, Runner. I was talking about this with Alex, and uh, he, he was, in other words, these, it's as if these institutions kind of uh, pat each other's back. In other words, the AP put that story out all over the country, 
rounder, yeah. and they make it sound like the police are stopping the hate, the illegal, yeah. the, the right. illegal hate. And then when when we bust them on the truth, they don't, they don't want to report that. See, it's just game playing, yeah. manipulation yeah. of the populace, the white populace. Absolutely, it's serious. Yeah. You described it perfectly, Shane. Uh, it's in their self-interest. They must to live, and they want to keep business as mm -hmm. usual. They want they, mm -hmm. they're terrified of blacks rioting, looting, and raising hell. Mm -hmm. So they suppress us mm -hmm. to prevent niggers from rioting. Well, niggers are tribalists, and they will get together and do that. That's why the and the off-quoted thing that people say, well, you know, I, a black fellow at work and he's just fine. But most usually people say they admit that when they get with other blacks. Uh, you know, uh, they go orangutan. Yeah, they're, they're very clannish. Right. That's been their survival strategy for millions of years, you know, so mm -hmm. they stick together. But, but but it is awful to see these guys just getting their big salaries and, and holding on for their pensions and, and their power and, and not being willing to speak truth and just making left-handed feints at, at the foundations of our society, free speech. It's awful. It's just not right. You know what I tell them? I say, hey, well, when we take over... They're going to do the same great job for us. It's the damn truth. They, they'd do a flip-flop overnight. Yeah. What I've always wondered, though, is that they all have children, or most of them do, so they must know that children have no damn future. But yet they care more for their immediate self-interest, their careers or jobs and their weekly paycheck, than they do for their children's future. That's literally true. 99% of them, isn't it? Well, they're sick, there's no doubt. This is what goes for keeping the peace in uh, post-millennium qua, criminalizing facts and uh, putting distributors of such facts uh, in the pokey. You know, it kind of reminds me what uh, what Joe Sobern would s said about uh, uh, William F. Buckley when Sobern was fired for you know criticizing Israel. He said the real problem is not when people disagree with you, it's when they agree with you. And they gotta suppress you because it's so horrifying, and it might, you know, cut into their profits, like Rounder's saying. I think I think they they know exactly what we're saying. I I had to, I had a call from a detective down south after distribution of TA number two, and he said, "Yeah, everything that you uh, say in there is true." He said his dad told him all about Jews, and he says, "I can't I can't say this publicly, and don't quote me on this, or I'll get fired." And that's how it is. So either you stand up or you get run over. And yeah, it will cost you. It will cost you professionally, but it will cost you and your whole genetic line more not to stand up. Glenn, how about how about more facts uh, regarding the distribution of the Aryan alternative? Uh, how many thousand uh, copies have been distributed so far? And uh, how many more well, do we know, have we had, to go? We had 44,000 printed. Uh, Chain picked up 10,000 himself personally. Uh, Todd picked up 12,000 personally. I picked up 22,000, and I'm down to a little less than 6,000 right now. They're going a lot faster than previous editions, you know, by far. And you were saying Todd and distributed 6,000 just this weekend. Yeah, that's what that's what I understand. He did 4,000 last weekend, you know. Mm -hmm. Him and O'Golly. O'Golly's uh, helping him quite a bit down there. O'Golly sent me 300 bucks, and he uh, also just ordered another 700 copies for himself, above and beyond the 12,000 and him and that he's helping Todd get out. Excellent. And, Glenn, let me, uh, let me say that I've got orders for another 500. We've got a guy up in... Uh in Iowa who wants to put out 300 is real happy with it and I'm gonna email you their addresses after we're after we're done here but just set a few hundred aside I put out 700 here uh, in the last week and uh, they're 
keeping their their local media blackout. I've seen we got mentioned in the uh, college paper again. I wanted to invite invite people, Alex, to hit those universities with uh, even two or three hundred TAs. Yeah. You're probably guaranteed to get coverage. They can't stand well, they, uh, they, they can't stand racist diversity on their campus. Our presence here is is they pretty much mention us or me at least almost every issue in some regard, or if not, they're talking about hate and the, the speakers the ADL sends up. But, uh, uh, yeah, I'm waiting for the next week's issue to see if they make any remark about some of the ones we put up. As we put them to all the frats, we put them to the med school here, we put them at the local uh, TV station, which went ahead and removed their local message board, not mainly because of us, but I think secondarily because of us. They don't want any real information getting out there about what's actually going on. And that covers not just all the racial and Jewish stuff, but a lot of other stuff as well. So I, I've really come to think, in, in a lot of ways, the white movement is just about the chance to live as an adult in a civilized country as much as, 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 much as anything purely racial. I mean, they want you, you know to that... in as a kindergartner and not asking any questions. Exactly. And, uh... and you were saying how the, the women tend to get right behind that. Uh, another thing, in, in Baltimore, Alex, that, uh, that little squirrely Jew who was on TV... I think it was the uh, Baltimore Jewish League. I'm not sure. I, I heard it on dial-up. Anyway, he said, uh, essentially, whenever people talk about these things, uh, action may, might come next. Well, yeah, duh, that's exactly what happened with all you Jews talking about white men, all you Jew feminists for, for the entire decade of the 1970s, white men, white men, white men. Yeah, I guess some action did fall there, huh, Jews? And and what about their showing stuff like Mississippi burning? If we're guilty of that, they're a thousand times guilty of that. They list our names as as uh, you know people to watch. They overtly claim that we're terrorists and that uh, that they, Jews are always been the ones who claim that there's no distinction between uh, thoughts and words and deeds. And they want to say yeah, that well, because we work back against them that we are somehow the bad guys, but we're not. The connection between information and action is is uh, the foundation of a rational society. Uh, for example, you hear a hurricane's coming, you evacuate. But if you don't hear the hurricane's coming, uh, what can you do? You, you ride it out like Louisiana niggers. If there's a connection between words and action, then when they call us terrorists and haters and evil and morally repugnant and they call our honest factual information vile, what behavior do they intend on the part of the people that they're they're preaching that, that garbage to? What do they intend those people to do to us? Okay? Speaking of vile, I wish on, I wish on TAA 4, in, in terms of vile, we could put Murray Rothstein on there in blackface with a big headline, Pimp My Kids. And then below that, uh, meet the big Jew who's pumping uh, vile Afro filth to your white kids 24-7. And I know some of you guys think that's old hat. Everybody knows that. A lot of people don't. And when you get right down to the stuff that, you know, Ludacris' new hit is uh, uh, pimping all over the world. I'm sick of hearing the pimp, pimp, pimp. And, and these kids in the universities, they're mightily affected by it. It's just horrible. I, I just tell you, it's just horrible. Well, Craig, I'll tell you what, you're yeah. right. Nobody knows anything, first of all. Uh, as I see when I talk to these reporters, I mean, I talked to the girl reporter for the Cavalier Daily at Virginia, which is acclaimed the best public university in the country. And I made numerous references, and then I would, I would follow up and ask to see if she knew at all what I was talking about. She didn't know any of them. She didn't know who Hunter Thompson well, was. I mean... It, they don't know any of the quotes from Jefferson about race. They don't know a goddamn thing. 
You have to know who Hunter S. Thompson was. She's no, she's like their associate editor of their paper. She doesn't know who Hunter Thompson was. It's it's girls are doing this stuff that's supposed to be left to men who know how to write and can tell compelling stories. But when Jews control the country, journalism becomes a bureaucracy, and then all you need is the equivalent of a DMV worker. I first did a TA three right under the portico of the women's studies in Charlottesville University, there at the University of Virginia, where Jefferson, that's Thomas Jefferson's home county. You guys. All you people listen. Good. Well, she was particularly concerned over whether we had passed out stuff on the grounds. I think she thought we'd only done it in the town. And I said, well, I hope somebody put some out on the grounds. <laughs> no, they were on but the I, grounds, I don't know. Too. Yeah, they well, they probably got a few. And I asked him about that racial stuff. You may remember a couple of years ago at Virginia, I think there was a, some black teen gangs, maybe with one white kid or maybe not, and they were attacking University of Virginia students. And the one woman at uh, one of the other papers said, Oh, I think we looked into that, and uh, yeah, it couldn't really be determined that that was racial. I think that was a class thing. And I said, like you'd really print it, you know, if it was a racial, you would never write, you know, a bunch of nigger teens are attacking uh, white college students. They don't do that. It it really is a bureaucratic function. They just they check off the list. You know, they get one quote from the hater to prove that they're getting both sides of the story. They ignore every factual thing you bring up. They don't care. They don't care in the slightest. And you can do it rounder, and, and what I do too is just browbeat, try to shame them, cajole them, wheedle them, embarrass them, whatever you have to do to try to get a little bit of a different spin on the story, but they don't give it up very easily. Go ahead, rounder. You've had a lot of experience dealing with the press. Uh, it's, it's fear, you know, fear of losing their jobs, fear of uh, harming their careers, uh, fear of their children being attacked in their schools. Uh, there's so much fear, you know. Uh, they have to be. They feel a need to be politically correct, which is just another another name for Jewish approved, you know. But it's so well, much fear, even in small white towns uh, with just a few minorities, uh, whites. The the system whites particularly feel a need to uh, to conform to be politically correct. You know these little white yeah, they towns do. all over the South that. The, uh, when when the when the wetbacks first start flooding in, all the local the small town newspapers feel a need to uh, to print these human interest stories and these loving uh, articles about our wonderful new uh, citizens. They feel a need to do that, but deep down they don't want them there any more than we do. But they feel they're they're expected to do that to keep the peace, keep business as usual. And they're programmed. They're, they're literally programmed to uh, respond that way, aren't they? Yeah. Well, if they're programmed, it must they, be they, by they, the majority they. media, which is the oppressive media. Yeah, yeah, that's what I mean. You know, Dr. DeMario said that they they take their promptings from TV, the churches do. And I believe that that's right. I, I think uh, system people do as well. Yes. We've we got to go after the young people who are impressionable, who are open-minded, uh, who who take a more open-minded uh, view of the, their surroundings, and we can reach white people. They're, they're receptive to us, and the truth. We have the truth, the strongest weapon imaginable, and we can't be beaten. We dare any Jew to come on our open, free forum and debate us, don't we? Any black, anybody? Yeah, we do exactly. You know, I didn't used to like Alex's policy of allowing everybody, but uh, he's convinced me that that's the best way to go, because we can, we can brag about it. 
Nobody else would do that. We do. We invite everybody to come to our farm and, and run their mouths, and we beat the hell out of the Jews and blacks and anybody else that come on from there and mm-hmm. and, uh, and, uh, <clears throat> and take the other side. What's that real beautiful quote by Thomas Jefferson? Is that there, there's nothing, no truth that he would not have exposed. You know what, Alex? I, I've forgotten it precisely. It's very beautiful. Yeah, there's not a truth existing which I fear or would keep unknown from from the from the world. And that, that's misappropriated by a, <laughs> a kosher conservative site who fears the truth about Jews. But we exhibit the real thing. We are exactly in the Jeffersonian line, not just because we acknowledge the truth about race, but as Rounder says, we aren't afraid of no one. We're the big man in this bar. And every, everybody, every Jew, every leftist, every liberal, every, every <laughs> whatever you are, and I know there's a lot of crazy mystery meat out there, you come on in and see if you can out-argue us. You can't. Well, what they depend on what they order- depend on to shut us down is their their unanimity of uh, of uh, like Shirley Jackson the lottery. You know, everyone you know just stoning us sure. essentially. That's really the only, the, the only the only thing is- they they can depend upon. We've got a new poster uh, by the name of Banjo Billy. I don't know if y'all noticed him. He hadn't been on that too long. He doesn't post that much, but he is brilliant at debating Jews. He has he made some very wise guy. posts. I've seen him in the past. Yeah. Uh, That's the kind of poster we want. He's a lot better than I am at it. Let's remember that Rounder kicked off this whole paper project to start with, and he's leading the way, even as an old man, going down and talking to the cops and rubbing in their face and saying, you know, go ahead and arrest me. And that that leadership by example is what we're looking for. And and I saw the same thing when uh, I read in the paper this Jewish advisor here claimed that they had rounded up TA number two and were going to burn it. And I went in and said, is that true to, to, to the police chief here that, you know, you guys were – we're uh, rounding this up to be burned, and they, they absolutely denied it, and they said the Truman Index is a, is a bad paper, and it, it gets stuff wrong all the time. So I hope some of you Truman students are listening to that. In, in other words, they reacted just the same way as the cops did to Rounder. You know, whether, whether they lie or not, when you confront them, they will back off if it is a, a constitutional issue. And you've got to assert your rights in just that way. And if you won't do that, if you're not willing to do that, then be prepared to be a slave. Join the Crouch and Lick Society. So thanks a lot to Rounder for showing us all how to do it. Well, thank, thanks a lot for inviting me on, you guys. Thank you, Rounder, for coming. And, uh, thank you, man. All right, well, thanks I'll, for the I'll great work. the rest of your program, and uh, y'all have a great day. All right, okay, thanks, thanks, Rounder. All right, our second topic tonight, President Bush announced his pick for Greenspan's replacement, Ben Shalom Bernicke. Ben Bernicke, starting his career with a Ph.D. from MIT and a long-time teaching stint in economics and public affairs at Princeton University, is probably best known for his term on the Federal Reserve Board of Governors, which he served since August 5, 2002. As a member of the board, he has quickly risen in recognition over the short span of his term as his speeches are now essentially the second most analyzed by Fed watchers after Greenspan. His most well-known stances include an unwavering devotion to inflation targeting, which Greenspan opposes. He is also known as Printing Press Ben a title that he has been criticized for because it means that he has explicitly promised to print money as a manner of increasing liquidity to generate inflation if necessary. So this is, uh, I guess, the second Jew following Greenspan on the Fed Reserve. Uh, Any comments on this? Alex, have you been watching this development at all? 
to me it's uh it's it's more of the same what you've got is a uh, is a Jew who's going to inflate the money supply and keep the credit easy and to try to prolong the uh, housing bubble and the rest of it. I take my advice on this stuff from libertarians. I think they're pretty solid on uh, money matters. And when you're printing money, it's silent theft. You st you're stealing from everybody. The only way really to get ahead is to save money, to lower your cost. The, what the, you know, the, the Protestant uh, work ethic, you, you keep your personal demands low. And, and this is what I recommend for all racialists. You don't need stuff. Money can't be your number one value. It has to be honor, like Rounder. You heard how Rounder said he was really bothered by what the police chief said because he felt it was a slight on his honor that someone's infringing his rights. And you have to have that ready at the drop of a hat to fight over your honor. That's what's so great about the South. That's what you don't have in other areas of the country. And that's what we, we need to have as white people, that attitude. I'm going to protect my rights at all costs. My honor is more important than anything else. With that understood, you have to control your personal consumption so that you get more money coming in than going out. Then, eventually, you will get ahead of the game. And if you stay solid on your morals and keep your body in shape, you're going to be in position to play in politics like the Jews are. And you can start buying people. You can start buying the media you need to get your message out. Now, this clown is just another Jew in a long line of Jews who's, you know, going to be looked at as some kind of wizard who runs the economy by these fucking morons, okay? All they can do is fuck up the economy by printing money, which is just stealing from the rest of us. And that's exactly what they're going to do. And here at VNNForum.com, which I encourage everybody to join, we have a guy printed a, a comment from, uh, from Bernanke, and I don't know how it's pronounced. I, don't have, I, don't, I haven't seen anything on TV Bernanke, or, or however you want to pronounce it. I think a very important part of our productivity gains in the past decade were associated with our open immigration policy, Bernanke said. If we don't allow, if we don't make provision for bright people, whether they be graduate students or professional people to come, that's a loss to our society and a loss to our potential productivity. Well, let, let me tell you, we have VNN readers who are engineers who are pushed out of jobs or only brought in after the fact to clean up the mistakes that these, these Chinese and Indian and Pakistani people make. And, you know, who puts their interest first? It's certainly not a Jew like Bernanke. He's putting Jewish interests first, and Jews believe that diversity is good for Jews, and they believe that any country with a white majority is a danger to them because they see all whites as essentially Nazis. So when they criticize Nazis, they're criticizing you. So here again we have a Jew who's going to inflate the money supply and let in Mexicans to keep the economy growing. And a lot, a lot of the local uh, race traders are going to be happy if they work in real estate or whatever, they're going to sell more houses, but it's no good for you, white man. Yeah, all these bright immigrants, there were four of them arrested in this week in, in Los Angeles by the FBI. They stole the entire Aegis battleship uh, technology, which is our major. It's, it's like, it is state of the art. Have you ever seen those battleships? I've seen them on Pearl Harbor. They're astounding. They, 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 that's just part of what they stole. And one of them was an I am an American uh, naturalized, and uh, three other Chinese nationals who were working for major U.S. Uh, security corporations, and they, and they uh, stole this uh, data. You know, we've hey, had case hey, after hey, case Shane, of this. Shane, yeah. between the Israelis and the, and the Chinese, do you think there's any technology the U.S. has that uh, hasn't been stolen? No, there's not. There's the backpack nukes China has. You're right. And, and, and the, that, that's a good point, between Israel and China, yes. And then the Israelis turn around and sell what China can't steal to China. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. business is booming. Business is booming. How come, wow. how, come diver is it, how come diversity is only good for my country and my neighborhood? How come diversity isn't good for Israel and, Ch and China? They're the most undiverse places in the world. Do you think you can move to China and become a Chinese citizen? Do you think you can go to Israel and become a Jew? No, you have to pass a blood test.
And we whites are insane not to rise up as a people and crush these goddamn Jews. We need the exact of... same protections that they have. Yeah, Alex, over the past couple of two and a half weeks, I was on a, you know, quite a few college campuses, and I'll tell you, you can actually feel the, uh, the dearth of young white males there. And the ones who are there uh, seem to me to be very feminized and very uh, ultra-liberal. Oh. At least those are the mannerisms in me. And, 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 you know, all of these talented people that we're importing, if we had all of these resources we give and appropriate to these uh, invaders, these legalized invaders, if we'd give that to our own people, hey, maybe we'd be producing more PhDs. Yeah. The college students seem pretty wispy. Frankly, I, 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 see, I think the working classes are better in a lot of ways because they're, they're less indoctrinated, or at least they're, they're less intellectual, and, they, and they're, they don't scare so easily. These college kids no. are just absolutely brainwashed. I, I encourage people to go take a look. It's really something. Even in the transit areas around them, you know, the bus stations, the train stations, everywhere, restaurants, it's just like another, it's just like you're in a, traveling internationally in, you know, two dozen countries. Yeah. I mean, I, I think in large measure, white women like diversity because it, it, it makes a comfortable setting for mediocrity. And, you know, I had a guy denounce uh, the Aryan alternative, and he said, uh, and, and me by name in the latest Truman paper, and he said, my beliefs were abhorrent. And this was in the context of praising uh, Rosa Parks, and he's saying, you know, we need to refresh the civil rights movement, saying, look, look under your nose. Who are the oppressed people? It's, it's white males, and you're... They're, they're, when they call for diversity, they're asking you to move to the back of the bus. Oh, wait, except that, that's not really accurate. What they're actually doing is telling you to get the hell off the bus. College admissions is a zero-sum game. If Truman State or if University of Virginia are the best public liberal arts in the Midwest and in the country, and they're pro-diversity, and they're against racial facts, and they only have limited numbers of slots, and they're, they want to give more of those, according to their president and their admissions director and their publicity guys, they want to give more of those to minorities. Who pays the price? It's uh, white males, the most productive and creative portion of our society. And, these, and you guys who go along with this, you're signing your own death warrant. When you say pay the that? price, too, all that means over a lifetime, uh, all kinds of repercussions for, for one's family, everything else. I mean, it's just it's a horrific uh, uh, scourge and, and, and program against whites. It, it'll, it'll just go on a lifetime. It, it. Why should whites accept inferior status to blacks and to feminists and to women who are generally mediocre? I mean, I, I absolutely know that they are, they are discriminating against white males here at Truman, and the ones that they let in are, are either tend to be passive or they tend to be homosexual. They have a big homosexual contingent here at TSU. And one of my medium-range plans is to expose that information because it, it, Truman State is a public university and the records can be gotten at. We do have a feminist uh, dean who has called repeatedly, we, we need more diversity. What does that mean? That means fewer smart white kids from rural Midwest and more hood rats pretending to be students or masquerading as third-rate college football players. You know, that's not going to make America any better. That's going to, just going to strengthen these mediocre women and the coloreds and the Jews and entrench them in their power. Even out here in, in, the, in the rural heartland with its, you know, heartland values, basically it's just the same as everywhere else. It's an outpost for these communist Jews where they can burnish their credentials writing ridiculous books that would only get them promoted among their own kind because their books are of no use or interest to anybody else. And the people who ought to be writing the journalists, the people who ought to be interviewing me, uh, and these are some of the very people who write for TAA. They are shunted out of the good liberal arts fields. They're not the people you find teaching history. They're not the people you find writing for the quality papers because they're fucking, it's a, it's a Soviet system. It's shut down. There's no diversity. 
people have to go into something non-political and keep their head down to, to, to stay alive, and we're sick of this. It, it's so hackneyed. It's in the corporate structure. Virtually every, every corporation in the United States, every uh, medium or large one, has a special page for diversity, and it's the same with uh, the schools. It's such a hackneyed word, and yet all we have to do is show up on any university with TAAs, and uh, the sky is falling. It's very amusing, really. I wanted to say one thing, and if you saw the article from the Cavalier Daily, they quoted, I, don't, I think the one was a PR agent or a fundraiser or something, she said, we're about TAA, we're a diverse place, there's no room for that kind of publication, the same damn breath, and, and keep that in mind with Jefferson's statement, right, that you, you alluded to earlier, right, Jefferson didn't fear any truth, yes. well they sure as hell fear the truth, they want to be yeah. comfortable, yeah. women always put safety ahead of freedom. Hey, if you want to if you want to feel uncomfortable, drive around some of these nigger areas in this country. Jesus Christ! Oh, yeah. Go from uh, uh, <laughs> uh, uh, M Street to W Street in D.C. Talk about being uncomfortable. I mean, you're literally uh, your life is in danger if something goes wrong. If your car breaks down in broad daylight, it, it's really something. And then they have the nerve to say that this is uh, healthy. They all think, oh, we're so liberal, we're so, uh, we're so in, we're so diverse, but, oh, and we're so anti-corporate. But if you look at every corporate policy, diversity is right there. They're as corporate as you can be. Yeah, and the Fortune 500 have all the same rules and restrictions that the colleges have. They, they all follow the same thing. They're all, they're all gutless. They're ignorant. They're naive. Some of them are cynical, but some of them are honestly believe that stuff, and they're just, they never hear otherwise. And thus you come before them, and they think you're a monster, or you're, or you're odd, or you're an extremist, or you're a hater. And they just don't know any better. They literally never hear anything else. And they don't but seem to be able have... to understand that counterculture is a production. It's produced like uh, Maury Rothstein TV. It's totally... Uh, uh, part and parcel of the money system and what's getting funded Absolutely. and what ideas are, are being broadcast. Yeah, Aegis, they think well, they're being real radical by getting a tattoo or by, you know, being promiscuous or, or what have you. I mean, these are these are what the system wants you to do. They help you be controlled. And, I mean, it's even gone so far. One of my friends from California said, you know, they're sticking discs in their ear. I mean, they're going the whole tribal route. Why do you want to be a nigger if you could be a white man? And that's <laughs> it's ridiculous. I mean, I was I was out uh, last week with my friends uh, hunting turkeys. We went out and we saw three white guys in the bar: one with a ponytail, one with dreadlocks, Rastafarian, and and uh, one with a black girl. How about that? In, in the middle of the country. Yeah, and they'll be the first to call us fascists, but they're going lock, stock, and barrel along with the corporate governance. Yeah, they uh, they think that corporate's their big anti-word, but uh, that, that's why we put forward that the Aryan alternative is the true alternative. I even put that in the box. I said, you know, you want to do something rebellious, don't get a tattoo. Take this paper, which every single article in TA number three is completely provocative, and it goes against the line that the system's putting out. And you, you take those, and you do what I always try to do with anything that I hear. I use my mental foot to try to kick a hole in it. All right, I try to, I try to see, okay, this argument before me is a board. I'm going to kick it with my foot and try to bust it. And you see if you can kick a hole in anything in that paper, and you can't. There's no better paper than that. I'm not a graphics expert, but God damn it, if you take the content in that thing, you're not going to find a better paper out there. And some of you, and where, where's the life in these students? Where's the interest? Where's someone who wants to get out there and write a story like Hunter Thompson did, regardless of what you think about his drug use or whatever? And where are the people telling the fucking stories? They're scared to death. 
It doesn't exist. They're these little, idiotic, little, tiny, scared, sick people whose idea of adventure is like finding out where you work so they can go report on you to your boss for him having a Nazi in his employ. This is how they think. This is the, this is the type of people who are writing our papers. And, you know, it's not just the violence. We get fixated on that sometimes. It's not just the violence we suffer from the, the niggers, but the cost of having Jews control our society is there's nothing good to read anywhere. Young singers spread racist hate. 13-year-old twins, Lamb and Lynx, Gita, have one album out, another on the way. A music video and lots of fans. They may remind you of another famous pair of singers, the Olsen twins. And the girls say they like that. But unlike the Olsons, who built a media empire on their fun-loving, squeaky-clean image, Lamb and Lynx are cultivating a much darker persona. They are white nationalists and use their talents to preach a message of hate. Yeah, they're also known as Prussian Blue, a nod to their German heritage and bright blue eyes. The girls from Bakersfield, California, have been performing songs about white nationalism before all white crowds since they were nine. I don't know if you guys have been following this, but there was some forum activity on the ABC forums, uh, and there was some yeah. back and forth, and uh, let's say some very hateful comments came out from the usual places. Uh, yeah, the, the hate emanating from these 13-year-old blonde girls is really palpable, isn't it? It's fucking just like... Worse than DMX, worse than 50 Cent, worse than Snoop Dogg, and all those fucking niggers. It's really bad, isn't it? Whatever kind of reality these people are living in that, that, that read this kind of shit, it's just unbelievable. Just unbelievable. Go listen to this Ode to Bob Matthews or whatever the title is, the Ian Stewart song that these girls do, or I Will Bleed for You. Makes you want to cry. You know, fuck that writer, that fucking cunt, whoever she is. Yeah, uh, Jane, uh, these girls work like, work like kryptonite on their very soul. Well, didn't I think their mother on VNN forum said that they ABC had received two hundred twenty thousand emails in response to their malicious report that they put out, and and Shane is exactly right that the same Jews who call these people haters put out this absolute Negro bilge and have for twenty years that's promoting basically nigger culture. There's no other way to put it. I mean, everything's external. You got to have money mm -hmm. and bitches and hoes, and that's never called hate. And, yeah, and not just put it out, Alex, but turn these guys into to money machines worth between uh, 30 and, uh, and $300 million, $350 million, or three of them worth that. And these are top ten acts, right, and, and, then, and they're encouraging your white daughter and your white son to admire and ape these niggers in their behavior and, and their values and their, and their morals. And they, it works because they have the mass media under their thumb. They are what people hear and read and see and listen to, and then they are where people go, and they start to think like that. And then they call these girls haters. I mean, come on. All you can do, really, you listening to this, is uh, stay out of the way. Don't buy Jewish media. Don't subscribe to Jewish cable. When you buy Jewish cable, you're putting you know, several hundred dollars a year, the better part of a thousand dollars a year, you're putting directly into the hands of Jews who hate your race and want, want to genocide you. And this is the, the flip side of their genocide is, on one side, they promote niggers and nigger culture, and the other side, they denounce white culture and anyone who defends it. Well, opt out of that system. Dude, if you people haven't heard, heard these girls sing, listen to these girls sing. These girls, they're like angels, little angels. Yeah, they're very, very cute. I saw them in uh, Sacramento, I think it was uh, a year and a half ago, and, and met them and met their mother for the first time. And, uh, yeah, they're, they're very cute. And, uh, 
they do good stuff. Their their website is what prussianblue.net, I think. Is that right? Yeah. And you can download some of their songs. Probably April. Their mother's writing the lyrics. Well, good for her. They make a good uh, threesome, a good trio. I, I tell you, Aegis or whoever's keeping track, I don't know who it is. We're gonna put that writer on the list, the future list. Well, that was what a the TV interviewer. I didn't see yeah, the show, that was but on ABC News primetime. AB, uh, yeah, ABC I primetime. Did, I didn't. Was on. Yeah. When did the Olsen twins sing anyway? They might need more dance than the Olsen twins. Yeah. Well, why didn't they pick uh, the, the ones from Utah? I suppose they're they're dark headed. That's why they didn't pick them. What was their name? Uh, the Osmonds. <laughs> yeah. Also, you the know? Olsen twins. Didn't one of them have a big eating problem and some drug problems? Well, these girls don't have those problems. They're proud of their heritage. And and why wouldn't you be proud to be blonde and blue eyed? I mean, my God, if you can be proud to be a woolly haired nigger, why can't you be proud to be an attractive white girl? Yeah, well, Dude, that's little Kim. Question. Yeah, little 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 Kim, the, the stinky negress, is, is more attractive than these girls. Yeah, that's right. The one that just went to prison. What's the one that went to prison that witnessed the machine gunning and, and lied to the cops? Yeah. Well, they're not evil. Oh no, they're they they're, they're the paradigm of goodness. Well, Craig, you know, in there was please, please. within the last within the last two weeks, there were there were three rappers in the top ten rappers in the news. R. Kelly, you know, the one who pisses on underage girls and. And then there was, uh, mm-hmm. oh, what was the other one? 50 Cent was in trouble for something, and, and yeah. I forget. Big the Lurch, the lung eater, yeah, he was a good one. I always like Big Lurch. Well, walking down the street, yeah. looking in the sky with blood all over his mouth after eating out his girlfriend's lung. Yeah. Oh, yeah. One of the less successful ones. He hadn't quite been t- civilized yet. <laughs> yeah, of course, he's not system. evil. He's not evil. But these little oh, 13-year-old blonde been... girls are pure fucking evil. Look out, people. My God! Don't Craig, let your kids listen to Craig. No one, no one knows who that guy is. You got to give the the context on that because they'll never have heard of him. Big Lurch, Big Lurch. Antron Singleton. Yeah, he. I, I can't remember his album. He's got a picture in a bowler hat, and he says, uh, "I don't know what the album's called. Pure Evil, something." Anyway, the point is, he was found in Los Angeles, wandering down the street, looking at the sky. You know, excuse me while I kiss the sky with blood all over his mouth, and they found his girlfriend's corpse uh, in the bedroom. Uh, uh, their apartment and with her lung eaten out. He ate her lung. What's that? Hey, that's cannibalism. That must, as part that of must... black pride, Craig. Yeah, traditional African cannibals. That's right. Reaching back to his to roots. Ju- Craig, who are you to judge? What's wrong with cannibalism? <laughs> There's nothing yeah. wrong with cannibalism. Yeah. There's nothing. Wrong I, 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 I tell you, when they would have been happy if they would have somehow figured out a way to get Prussian blue into some sort of kid video with these niggers, you know, where, 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 where they fuck Prussian blue, the 13-year-olds. That's what would make them happy. Then that would be pure good American entertainment, like like R. Kelly or something. Fuck these people. Yeah, the, the Jews always want to suborn everyone to their, their cultural destructiveness, whether it's Britney Spears, you know, kissing Madonna in, in a tacit approval of lesbianism, or it's a blonde actress on Saturday Night Live like Paris Hilton, you know, uh, having some... S- Jewish writers write some scene where she's, you know, having sex with some homeless nigger bum in New York. I mean, it, it's like a rite of passage for anybody who's Aryan to denounce their roots, just as it is for politicians to put on a, a little Jew hat and go wail at the, the wall of hypocrisy over there. What a stinking culture it is, and the Jews have made it so. That's why we say no Jews, just right. And no way out except through the Jews. Exactly. Yeah. That's exactly right. There's no individualist, constant. You believe in individualism and constitutionalism. I don't mean to be harsh, but you're you're kind of slow at this point because all these other races are fighting you as a race. The only way you can fight back is as a race yourself. That means white people, not ethnic interests, but racial interests, overt racial interests. 
We have a common bond of race. We have a common way that we want to live. It's time to start fighting back. And the, the master of ceremonies, the guy that's got to be uh, strung up, is the Jew. The Jew is the one that produces this garbage and calls little girls haters while he promotes the hell out of these stupid, violent, ridiculous niggers. Switching gears here, we do have TNB in the formerly white South Africa. Police have promised to take appropriate action to ensure that any planned protest by the radical pan-Africanist student movement of Azania, PASMA is their name, takes place in a peaceful and lawful manner. In reacting to threats by PASMA to bring violent protests to the main campus of the University of Pretoria, burning tires and barricading gates at the university's Mamelodi campus on Friday, Captain Palici Cibola said police were concerned with the manner in which the protests were being conducted. Sembola said they would not underestimate the possible threat and are warning protesters that if they become a law unto themselves, then they must expect drastic action to be taken. Quote, we will kill the whites, all of them, Africans and English, riding PASMA students and their leaders at the university's Memelodi campus chanted on Friday. You know, they did the same thing in this country, Aegis. If you look at FinalSolution88.com, they have videos of the various uh, uh, Congoloidals who, who called for uh, the extinction of whites in this country. One of them on C-SPAN. They call him a black activist. Yeah. Gee, you call for the outright murder of whites, and you're, you, you can't even be called a hater. But if you're a 13-year-old girl making up songs, you're perfectly appropriate. You know, and I'd I like to make a point about the coverage of this sort of thing. Take this article, and re you, you will remember, because you, you listening to this, read it in your local paper, the article about the white farmer throwing the black farmhand to the lions. Which one did your local progressive editor, like our Greg O'Rear here in Kirksville, which, which one of these articles would he print in the local paper? Well, every single time progressive Greg O'Rear is going to print the one about the, uh, the, the guy fed to the lions to make whites look like they're causing the problems in South Africa. He'll never print something like this that shows what niggers are actually doing to whites. They're ethnically cleansing the country like they always do where they're the majority, especially when they're backed by the Jewish media. And that's what they've done in Zimbabwe where they've driven out, you know, two, 200,000 plus of the quarter million whites that were there in 1980 when it was independent. And that's what they're doing in South Africa. They, they just seized their first farm recently, copycatting the uh, Zimbabwe. And if they seize enough of them, they'll, go, they'll starve too, just like they're starving in Zimbabwe. We have a great yeah, quote here to... from Malangu, Deputy Secretar Secretary of the Guteng Pasma Regional Office, promised that blood would flow at the university's main campus in Hatfield. Quote, we have had enough of racist students and their lecturers who profess to have our interests at heart. We are tired of being discriminated against because we cannot pay the fees and because we are not passing. We feel that this is discrimination which is leading us to fail our courses. Must be stopped with violence if need be, he said. Well, let me make a second point here. That is that just because you call something a college does not mean it is a college. Now, only 10 to 15 percent of whites are capable of a genuine college education. Now, if these African niggers with their average IQ of about 70 are called college students, uh, it's a joke. 
they're not college level. They're probably not even high school level. They're basically retarded people who are being called college students under this big charade that is democracy and equality. And uh, for whites to play along with it is lethally dangerous. It will kill you as a race. Pretend that these niggers are in any way your equal. And, and how, I'd like to know how many papers this news is reported in. I'll bet you that African lion story was reported in at least a thousand papers across the U.S. Because it, 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 they love to talk about a culture of violence in South Africa. They don't like to actually talk about who's causing the real problems. Papers these days, you fight, as I always say, you fight the reporter for the facts. You can only get something out of the papers if you read them between the lines, except for our paper, TAA, where we tell you exactly what's going on, and we're the only ones who put it in a context where you can understand understand it and see what you need to do from it. In fact, the last <laughs> nice. issue, I noticed that uh, it, it was reported that uh, about 61% of the people on the planet are Asiatics, about, uh, I believe it was 29% are mud peoples, uh, niggers and their relatives, and uh, the rest of us, are, uh, say, 8% are whites. But uh, if you walk around these areas, whether it's in the District of Columbia or South Africa, you certainly do not feel that uh, you're part and parcel with the people. And if you converse with them or look at their buildings or anything else, you can see that uh, they're not even maintained to the same standards. I think this is pretty much anywhere in the world. And so the pretense just goes on. And as long as whites want to go along with this kind of pretense, things will keep falling and the standards of society will fall. Uh, till they have now in the terms of free speech, whereby uh, criticism or, or noticing the obvious is uh, evil. And this has its reflection in physicality, too. And it's all around us and getting worse. Let me make one final point there, is uh, that free speech is not a black value. It's a, a white male, a minority of white males that truly appreciates free speech. And if they are in political control, they will create a legal context that supports it. But what you see in Zimbabwe, and remember that Mugabe is Western educated and probably is legitimately intelligent enough to, to, to be worthy of an education. What does he do in, in Zimbabwe? He kills the white farmers and drives them off and he utterly suppresses freedom of speech and he destroys all opposition physically. He's a dictator. That's what Africans do. That's what they understand. They, theirs is a culture, hey, you disrespected me. They don't want to hear any crit. Niggers don't tolerate any criticism. And the Jews don't let, don't let them. We're the, ones, we're the only ones who appreciate free speech, and we're the only ones who are supposed to bear the brunt of criticism these days, and we're not taking it here. And that's my final comment on yeah. that. Okay, well, this brings us not nicely to Birmingham, England. One man was killed and a policeman injured after violence flared in Birmingham last night following a week of racial tension after it was claimed a 14-year-old Jamaican girl was raped by a gang of Asian men. Hundreds of youth ran through the streets of the Lozells area of the city attacking shops and buildings after a community meeting held to try to dampen down racial tension caused by the alleged sex attack. Well, let me let me say first on that that uh, that allegation of rape, I would bet anything is bullshit. That's exactly what we see in the US is is uh, niggers always make claims that they know will incite problems like they'll claim that the cops killed some guy when he was hand, had handcuffs behind his back niggers make shit up all the time but but you know the broader point here is that the leftists and the jews have let in all these minorities into england and uh, they're taking over and recreating their own cultures which are shit shit culture no one wants a culture yeah. of pakistan or a fucking jamaica in england 
there aren't even whites involved in this particular rioting. Yeah, well, getting to the facts of the, the matter and, here, and they say the rumors of the rape are thought to have spread after a West Indian radio station broadcast the story. Yeah, they're just making shit up. That's all it is. They have a lot of yeah. problems in the UK. It's such a small country. It's smaller than, you know, it's the size of some of our smaller states. And yet it's all compacted in there. And Scotland Yard said uh, just some few months ago that over the course of 90 days, there were 100 cases of uh, Negro children disappearing, essentially through slavery. So uh, apparently Britain's one of the top slave markets in the West, in the, in the world now. And uh, it, it, it's just a morass. And then on top of that, anyone who takes notice of these problems is uh, jailed, any white person. Uh, there was a case of Sid, one of our... Uh, Moderators noticed that uh, a friend of his had been arrested and investigated for trying to purchase a racist book, you know, just for making inquiries about where he could purchase it. And it's exactly where the Jews want us to head in this country. That's what they're trying to do to us. Craig, weren't there some people arrested in Britain just this week for distributing material, racist, what they call racist material? They got 15 years. Now, some of them supposedly, uh, I, I guess they had uh, bomb recipes, which, you know, until some few years ago, maybe still now, even publishers in this country, such as Loom Panics, will sell you. Uh, but others of them, I think that there were four of them, did not have such incendiary materials. But I'll tell you, let me go off track a little bit and explain something or mention something. Um, this week when I went to the Rosa Parks funeral, the Secret Service accosted me while I was passing out the Aryan Alternative. And I also had uh, Xerox copies of R. Crumb's cartoon, uh, When the Goddamn Niggers Take Over the, uh, America. And uh, these guys, there were three of them, and there were three Xerox pages of this cartoon. And when I finally uh, showed them the cartoon, I wouldn't even let them open an Aryan alternative. Just on, uh, I, I figured, why bother? I don't have to. But I, I did want to show them the cartoon to see the reaction. And... Uh, each one of them came, became totally absorbed in his sheet. And you know these guys were in their early 30s. And I thought, is this a generational thing or what? I mean, why are these guys, it's a cartoon, come on, you know, I mean, how much attention does it deserve? But finally, the lead fellow was totally obsessed with the fact that the President of the United States in this 1993 drawn R. cartoon is shown with a gun to his head by a communist-capped uh, uh, a nigger. And uh, the guy says, who drew this cartoon? I said, R. Crumb, when did he draw it? I said, it says right here, sir, copyright 1993. And, and then did he, he even know, he, he became did he know who R. Crumb was? No. He, he drew the uh, Janis Joplin Cheap Thrills cover, sir. And he said, well, when was that? And very serious, very serious, very serious. You would have thought, I mean, uh, in fact, a couple of times I said, am I under arrest? This is the state of thought control and mind control. This is where the Jews want us to head. So when every time the TA, TA the Aaron Alternative, appears in any city or the glorified broadcasts, they denounce it as essentially quasi-legal. Or, or, and they've created this fertile uh, field of shit in people's mind that they believe this stuff. <laughs> that they believe yeah. that they're, they're, they're somehow really... Breaking the law, it's underground criminality to speak as we're speaking, or to even have the thoughts. Because, why? Well, they've gotten uh, people in the U.K. jailed for this sort of thing. And they're headed that way in this country, but... Craig, this, this SS, these SS guys are as ignorant as the goddamn reporters. They don't know anything. That, that's a, a lot of it. And they want, yeah, you're right, they want to create the environment where the idea that anybody even criticizing the president is some kind of hate criminal... 
Well, you know, the only solution to this, people, is you got to stand up and you got to name the Jew, just like Craig is doing more boldly than any man in America, except maybe rounder. you got to join with us and start doing this. It's a hell of a lot of fun, but, but apart from fun, it has to be done. This is our country. It doesn't belong to these goddamn Jews. Yeah, quit, quit hunting, spend your hunting money, you know, do this. It's a lot more fun, it's a lot more happening, and it'll make a big difference for your family over many decades, and your, and your descendants. Yeah. Well, we have this just in, uh, France has apparently been burning uh, for the last week, a week of riots in poor, so-called poor neighborhoods outside Paris, gained dangerous new momentum Thursday with youths shooting at police and firefighters and attacking trains and symbols of the French state. Uh, police deployed for a feared eighth night of clashes after bands of youths, in quotation marks, lobbed stones and patrol bombs. There's another mention of gangs. I will not accept organized gangs making the law in some neighborhoods. I will not accept having crime networks and drug trafficking pro profiting from disorder, one of the senators was quoted as saying. Sounds remotely familiar. Yeah, it hey, turns out Mr. Le Pen is, was right, huh? Yeah. This is getting pretty serious. I mean, this is the 10th. I'm just reading. This just came over within hours. During the 10th night of mayhem, 918 cars were torched overnight Saturday, compared with 897 the previous night. They've only got 2,300 police, and now it's spreading to the inside of Paris. This is the mess that these multiculturalists, which is just another name for Marxist Jews, have made of France just like they're making of the U.S. These niggers have no self-control. Now, it happens in Paris. The niggers and the, the undesirable Muslims are located in what they call suburbs around the city. It's the reverse of the U.S. Here, the scum is in, in the city, and the, and the civilized humans are on the outside. But there, it's the opposite. But now they're starting to penetrate into Paris. I mean, think about that. Two days in a row, they burn basically a 1,000 cars, and they don't have any kind of control of this is what it sounds like. If we got any people over there in uh, in France, make some video and send it uh, to Stan, and we'll get it up. I'd love to have some original stuff on that. But, I mean, my God, I mean, a 1,000 cars a night. This has been going on for 10 days now. That tells you how how many of this scum, this Muslim scum and this uh, this black scum, uh, how strong it is in France, how widespread. Sure. There, there have been cases there, just as they have in this country, when, when they'll play one of these Muslim countries, uh, they'll show up in in France where they're nominally citizens and cheer for their uh, for the Muslim country, and the same has happened here with Mexican games. I mean, and that's just the lighter side of life. Excellent right, point. Well, that this was is a, coming. Cannon had mentioned that in a column a couple couple years ago about the the Mexicans in America that these Jews and other liars call Americans, chanting "Go Mexico" and really being very violent and vicious toward our team, our soccer team. That was that was last decade. These people have no loyalty to America, just like these niggers and Muslims have no loyalty to France. They're not French. It doesn't matter how many times the Jews write French use or writing. These are not French. They're Muslim scum and they're nigger scum. We have, we have here returning to the U.S. Uh, four Henderson State athletes arrested in rape case. Four Henderson State University football players and a fifth student have been charged in the rape of a 13-year-old girl in the men's dormitory last weekend, according to a police affidavit. Uh, the arrest followed an investigation that began when the girl's grandmother told police her granddaughter had sneaked out of the house and was not home by 7 a.m. 
Later that day, the woman brought the girl to the police department. The teenager, teenager told that she had left her home around 11 p.m. the night before and met a man at a fast food restaurant. She told police she and the man went to the dormitory where she got out of the vehicle with the man and into another vehicle with four men. The affidavit said that the girl told police the five of them smoked marijuana and drank alcohol. While in the parked vehicle, she said she was told how to sneak into the dorm and was accompanied by one of the men. She told the officer that she had sex with three of the men in one room and a fourth man later in another room. She said the men knew about her age. I, I'm guessing this girl is black because she's living with her grandmother. Her mom's probably a crack whore dead and her father probably is unknown. Um, but it reminds me of another case also down south where a white genius, literally a teenage white female genius, was sent to, I think it was UAB, University of Alabama, Birmingham, and the niggers got to her and uh, passed her around and turned her out and, 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 and fucked up her head with drugs and alcohol, uh, uh, just like they apparently did to this girl. And, you know, we pretend these niggers are people and we celebrate them as athletic heroes to the extent where even, you know, some minor stupid little itty-bitty college has these athletic scholarships and these very important football teams. Well, you know, this is the price. You treat niggers like humans, they can't live up to it. And this, it, it's not just girls either, but, of course, that's a sexual angle. But they also, they like to rope white kids into selling crack for them. And just, a nigger is a nigger. It's going to produce the same culture no matter whether, where in the world it goes, as this goy fire shows, whether it's in France, whether it's in Britain, whether it's in Arkansas. A nigger is 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 a goddamn useless fucking nigger. We don't need them. And only the Jew... Is the, is the only reason we have to put up with them. And we have morons writing in the college papers about how we need another civil rights movement. Well, this is what civil rights means. Like I wrote in the paper, and they've shown it on TV. Civil rights equals dead whites. And the dead ones get off lucky because the ones, the ones that aren't dead end up fucked up worse like that. Uh, what was her name down there in uh, oh, I can't, Brittany, Brittany Benneker or something like that down in Alabama? And, and listen, our message goes out to you white parents. You need to protect your kids from these fucking niggers. Now, right now, we have a legal infrastructure that is very harsh on whites and it encourages you to race mix and it works against you if you defend it. But that, so what? You, it's your duty to defend your daughters and your sons from these fucking niggers. And that means coming together with other white men like us and going after not the cape, not the, not the, but, but the actual bullfighter himself. And that's the Jew who sicked these niggers on us. The Jew did this. The Jew killed our freedom of association. The Jew caused that civil rights, but he got rid of our constitutional right to protect ourselves through freedom of association. That means protecting our own communities the way the Jew does. Yeah, look at the crime stats before 1965. These people were held in prisons. You know, they say that, well, now we have more people in prison than, than any country in the world. Well, maybe so, but, but uh, in those days, before 1965, the streets in this country were essentially safe, you know, unless you were in a, a complete uh, nigger neighborhood or something. But I'm, I'm telling you, the, the, the stats, if you just look at them, you can find them online and Google. But before 1965, there was the 1964 Civil Rights Act, uh, promoted by Jews and the, and the Jews in the NAACP, which literally ran it then. They were the heads of it. But the criminality was not allowed to run rampant before 1965. And now look, if it's not in your living memory, it's like talking about the Civil War. You know, you, who cares? You, either you don't believe it or it's, it's not in your memory. That's the point. And that's the way the Jews want it. But incremental. It's in, incremental 
and it goes on and on incrementally. It's just falling at a more and more rapid rate. And and Craig, um, well, portrayed those years when crime was controlled as the dark ages, and then these idiots like this college kid criticizing us in the Truman paper, they they, they refer to it like that back then. Oh, there was this horrible oppression around the land. Yeah. The oppression consisted of this stuff not happening because niggers were known and you could write about them freely and they were under control. And mm -hmm. and when you remove people's ability to control their own neighborhoods, you have you've denatured them. And it's time for white men to regain their regain their nature and defend themselves in their own community. And the ones you gotta do, the Jew the, the blacks are the direct problem, but the Jews are the cause of that problem. Jews and are it's inevitable we're going to have our own country on this planet. We're going to have our own country in our own areas. And those of you who wish to be in the multicult with them, well, you stay with them. That's fine. You you go send your daughter to go mix with these fucking niggers who are called football players and college students. They're not. They're just animals. And they will do this thing over and over and over and over. It will never stop. It will only get worse. You see, what you don't realize is that you need to see a time-lapse picture of a black area. The blacks expand demographically each generation and take over more and more area. That's what's going on. That's why this is not a problem that gets worse or better and fluxes with time. It goes, grows continually worse. And all you've got to do is go to black-majority countries to see what's, at the, what's coming at the end of the line. And it's them literally killing whites off like they killed every last white off in Haiti, which they're now doing in Zimbabwe and they're now doing in South Africa. Well, we're just a few stages earlier. Uh, well, well, this brings us to our TJB section of the program. Uh, we have an inmate sues state corrections. An Orthodox Jewish prison inmate who lost 30 pounds while subsisting on peanut butter and crackers after he was barred from eating kosher food, sued the Colorado Department of Corrections in federal court Tuesday. Timothy Sheline alleges in his lawsuit that the prison refused to let him have kosher food for a year as punishment for allegedly violating dining hall rules by putting pats of butter and packets of salad dressing in his pockets. You know, Aegis... I really feel for this guy. In fact, I feel so bad that I'm going to send him a giant care package of processed gefilte fish. I care that much. <laughs> I I'd rather talk about JDL Earl Clue getting hit in the head with a cement block. There's some kosher for you. I hope it was a kosher yeah, cement block. Yeah, but Chain, you're, yeah, not, you're, not, you're not following his suffering here. <laughs> Sounds like to me the prison got him in shape, and he's even bitching about that. He lost 30 pounds. Well, he's still probably about 60, 70 pounds overweight. A lot of those Orthodox hasn't he suffered ugly, enough? Wasn't six million enough? Wasn't six million enough? I mean, they're perpetual Jewish wine. They're always abused. Oh, the Jews are such victims. They bring light to humanity. He's starving and this is how to we death. Pay them. Outrageous. He's, He's starving. The light of the world. Poor guys yeah. subsisting on peanut butter and crackers. Oh, that is terrible. <laughs> that is terrible. Well, why did God pick the ugliest people and, and, and the worst connivers to make his chosen people? What a God. Huh? Yeah, yeah. Could it what be because they wrote that document? Yeah. What kind of God would look at a guy like Alan Dershowitz and go, that's a good people right there. That's, that's who I'm siding with. Alan Dershowitz. Uh, the, 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 same kind, the same kind who would, who would claim that the girls in Prussian Blue are evil. Craig, I think you're right. I think you yeah. are right. I guess so. 
there, there's something about my brain that looks a, looks a young woman like a in Prussian blue, you know, on the verge of womanhood, and somehow sees that, you know, I can identify with these kind of people, and yet. When, when, when I listen to niggers rapping, I have a hard time identifying, except that I want to exterminate them. Because of Jewish lawyers, they can't practice segregation in the prisons, thereby putting whites at racial risk since blacks and Mexicans band together and attack anybody who threatens them, whereas uh, there are fewer whites in prison, and they, they have a, they're more naturally individualistic. So that tends to result in beatings and male-on-male and, uh, -male rapes. And, and yet they don't write about that. They cover that up. But what do we read? We read about some poor little kike who didn't get the right kind of butter. Fuck this Jew. Mm. Fuck the fucking weak-ass people who are not reporters but system bureaucrats. I mean, the, the, the writers on these are, might as well be jail wardens. They keep all the facts out. Well, we can only hope that the new Federal Reserve Chair will crank up those printing presses, just like in the Weimar Republic, and get things back to uh, white destruction normal for Jewry. Hyperinflation hey, uh, is our friend. Jay, now this, uh, it's been rumored that this report has made it into the State Department's report on anti-Semitism, global anti-Semitism. What, the kosher yeah. food case? This prison case. Okay. <laughs> what? <laughs> it's been, been duly documented. And Amnesty International or what? <laughs> uh, no, no, this is the, the U.S. State Department. Uh-huh. Tracking, uh -huh. tracking global anti-Semitism. Uh -huh. Yeah, you'll remember. Well, you, maybe Jack Rosen will take up the case, and Mo Seligman Dees maybe. <laughs> the injustice of it all. Yeah, and what what you guys give the background, guys? You're referring to the the Jews got their controlled, their bought Congress to pass some measure where the State Department has to record any act or word of anti-Semitism anywhere around the globe and file a report annually with Congress. So I hope this makes it, because I sure hate the thought of some Jew not getting the proper diet, even if it's a lowly Jewish criminal. Now, is that a formal Noahide law? Yeah, that's right. This is what we got to read in our papers. Well, at this point, we ha do have reader mail that we've been neglecting. Uh, we've had so much content, uh, so many interviews, uh, that uh, we haven't been getting to it. But people have been sending us emails, and lots of it, at uh, info at goyfire.com. I don't know, perhaps we could just sort of uh, read off which ones come in. Here's this first one. It's, it's, it's an easy email to deal with because it's short. Uh, and this one comes from Richard S. Uh, this is directed towards you, Alex. Uh, I recall reading Linder's explanation of what Tinkun Alam is on VNN, but I can't find it anymore. I think he used the uninvited plumbers analogy to describe the self-serving behavior of Jews who tell themselves they're healing the world. So that's my question, <laughs> Herr Linder. What is yeah. Tikkun Alam? Yeah, that's their Jewish belief. It's just basically a form of chutzpah. They claim, their claim that they're out to heal the world, thereby that whatever they do, they're, they're fixing things. Wherever you find the Jews, you find them making things better. Well, how do they make things better? Well, they, they social engineer. They remove your freedoms and they mix you with niggers. Integration is one of their ways of fixing the world. It results in literally hundreds of thousands to millions of violent crimes committed against whites that, as Chain said, were not committed in the 50s because the niggers were controlled. They're, like everything they say, you start with the reverse and assume that's true until proven otherwise. And with Tikkun Olam, they're fixing the world means they're fucking the world. 
Yeah, so what was the uh, plumber analogy? Did you? Well, like plumbers you haven't hired showing up, say, hey, I'm here to fix the sink. Yeah, I charge $200 an hour. And then when they leave, you got water all over your floor, and you're, you're like, uh, my, my sink wasn't broken, though. Uh, <laughs> you know, and the, the, they're self-called plumbers. They create problems that they claim to fix and use, use the pretext to make even worse problems. It ratchet, it's a ratchet effect with them. Well, America make, wasn't broken, make... and it sure as hell didn't need the Jew to fix it. All the Jew's done is taken out our border with Mexico and put 40 million Mexicans in here. They haven't made America better. They haven't fixed anything. They mixed civilized whites with jungle niggers and whatever the hell Mexicans are, uh, excrementing the shape of people, and it, we're worse off for it. Not better off. The Christians in this country who believe literally these the, the, this ancient book that was... Uh, you know this fiction that was written, and uh, they they believe this. They they believe this Jewish fairy tales, and and the Jews are a, a wondrous people to be held in complete awe. I mean, it's it doesn't get any worse than this. This is their foundation from which they uh, gnaw away at our culture. I don't know how to get past that. I mean, it's not the brightest people generally who believe that, but. It's a great number. Yeah, of them. it's Craig. The, the, the Tikkun Olam is kind of a combination of brazen lying of chutzpah and and self righteousness. Whatever the Jews do, you know, you, you can never be taken the same as anybody else. They're special in every way. If they're persecuted, oh, it's a special persecution. Even if they had to invent it themselves, and and whenever they do something, oh, they're driven by the highest and purest motives, and and they're disgusting, ugly people who do nasty things, and they destroy every nation they inhabit. It really is that simple. Look around. Yeah, yeah but, they but they're, they're myths even, even in cinema. When, when they keep putting niggers on, on, on TV and cinema as the great hero and they pair them up with people, and uh, uh, kids believe this. They yeah. believe that. Does that jive yeah. with, your, with your experience of niggers? Yeah. They're, real, they're really helping. When <laughs> they're, they, they're, they show a, uh, what do they do? They always show a noble nigger like Morgan Freeman who sounds very authoritative yeah. because he has a deep bass voice. Go drive through a nigger neighborhood and compare that to the, the, the blacks you see on TV. Uh, do you notice a little bit of a discrepancy? How come you never see the one? You always see the Morgan Freeman team with some white girl going after an evil white male rural racist. That's nothing but, as Jew Ben Stein admits, that's purely an attack on white people that they want to displace from power. They want the power for themselves. They do that by destroying other groups, by defaming them in the media. The Anti-Defamation League and all yeah. these other hate Jewish genocide gangs, they defame white people like us here in Goyfire, whereas we, we <coughs> don't defame them. We simply tell you what they're doing. When white children are imbibing this, they're imbibing MTV, they're imbibing the silver screen myths, and then on top of that, they have religiosity, those myths in their mind, it's just a, a virtual lock on people's minds. And uh, they, not to mention AP and Reuters, Reuters was Jewish founded, uh, and they all told the Shabbat's Goy line. We were talking earlier in this program with Rounder about how they won't retract what the, the lies they said about distribution of uh, First Amendment materials being perfectly legal. They simply will not speak truth. You know, it wasn't that long ago, only 30 years ago, when that was taught in the schools as almost the highest thing you could have, freedom of speech. I mean, guys my age, we were just inculcated with it in the Midwest. I can tell you that. I don't know what the fuck happened, but something's really wrong. And, and when Craig was coming mm -hmm. of age, uh, the, I, the, what, what they've done is the ADL has given many awards to pornographers and the pornographers in turn lavish funds on the ADL. The ADLs tried to reframe free speech as pornography, hence the movies celebrating Larry Flint and uh, Hugh Hefner. 
whereas it is declared speech like ours to be a special new hate speech that it intends to criminalize and ultimately illegalize as it has in Europe. Now, Craig, how would the people in your generation, which is about you know, 20 years earlier than mine, how would they have responded to the notion that pornography is free speech? I'll tell you, Alex, I'm from the same state as you are, Missouri. And just to give you an example, in the sophomore year in northwest Missouri, we had a whole semester, as I recall, totally uh, on, on, on uh, communism. Uh, we were made to read Marx. We had to uh, break it down. Our teachers would say, this is why this is evil. This is why this is an incorrect concept, on and on and on. But uh, not only that, in terms of our own ancestors, Thomas Jefferson, it was constantly, we were just taught that free speech was the highest thing, essentially, that, that one could have and the most venerated and, and precious thing that a society could have. And as a matter of fact, this Secret Service agent who was old enough or, or, or was sly enough, I would say, to, to try to kind of lecture me as, a, oh, well, you know, you're lucky you have these, uh, as if I should be grateful to him that he would allow me uh, a little bit of leeway. I, I mean, it's true, I'm about, I guess, 10 years older than you, Alex, a little over 10, actually closer to 15, but it is 15. But, and you have an idea, you know what I'm talking about, that these younger people are listening, they simply yeah. don't. We were not taught this crap in the public schools, but the NEA, again, if, look, for years on Stormfront and, and VNN, we, we've put these American Federation of Teacher board members, the NEA board members, and, and the, the number of Jews and minorities, they do not believe in free speech. They're not Aryan traditions. And we, when we talk about Aryan, <laughs> we're, we're an ancient culture. And that's another thing. That's another subject. They don't want to talk about our archaeology. But anyway. I think a lot of these people are, it's partly that they're team players and also that they're just plain ignorant. They haven't been taught any of this stuff. And, yeah, you're right. They think that the government yeah. is a fucking god, and anybody who questions it is, is inherently evil. Okay. Lucky. So we're not off base there going after that then. Here we have a uh, uh, second email. Hello, I always enjoy the Glorifier broadcast. Furthermore, Craig Cobb's reporting and interrogating of cowardly public officials is priceless. As for Glorifier team, Cobb, Linder, and Aegis, they remind me of the old Monday night football lineup back in the late 70s. Please note, after each broadcast, I send a donation of ten to twenty dollars to VNN. Not a lot, but if everyone contributes a little, it can add up quickly. I strongly encourage all listeners of Goyfire to contribute. We must finance Jew-free and pro-white media. After my church was corrupted by the Jews, I now consider my donations to VNN as a form of tithing. Remember, VNN, they are the good guys. Well, we thank you for the uh, donations, and rest assured, we are working to eventually get to where we can do a live show. I think that would be a real uh, step up, technically, yeah. and it takes a little bit of doing, And um, but Stan's working on that, and maybe we'll have him on to talk a little about uh, where we are in that direction, but uh, it's always flattering. Stan's overworked. He's, he's shouldering everything here. Yeah, uh, we, yeah, we've got basically, yeah, well, uh, Craig, uh, we have our engineers struggling to learn. There's, a, there's, there's definitely a learning curve involved with all of this. We're using free or, or cheap technology, and it's not necessarily a money question. A lot of it is simply a, a learning thing. I mean, uh, the, there's money involved with the server and the cost of that and, and the travel and such, but uh, a lot of it really is you've got, you got to learn what you're doing, and you, and you do that by doing what we can right now and always working to expand, as we always have throughout VNN's history. Yeah, well, and, I like uh, how Cheney 
uh, specifically mentioned uh, your exclusive reporting, interrogating cowardly officials. I still get a kick out of calling them up, and, and as soon as I bring up any kind of a possible racial angle, this conversation is is concluded. I think it's hey, hilarious. Hey, Craig. <laughs> Craig, you know, I really like uh, it. <laughs> I'd still like to see some more verification of these threats these these gangsters are making against the whites in Toledo, because that can be followed up in terms of they're harassing us over these little tiny little classified ads versus they're doing nothing about overt ethnic intimidation. But I I haven't seen any formal yeah. media reports other than that that really dug well, into that well, much at all. But there's an area for reporting. There was some fascinating Maybe. video when Fox flew that helicopter over there, and I saw NSM took some of that video and put their own subtitles in it as stand as, which I thought was very creative. But uh, I, I think you're right that we can we can uh, make hay of that, and not just make hay, just make reality, just bring the light of day to it. And uh, we we have to do that more. We, you and I were talking about that earlier today, even before recording Goy Fire. And I hope uh, Byron and I have been talking about going to um, Vegas and L.A., and I'm not sure how soon we're going to get to it. But uh, I'm really excited and, to and film with Byron if I can. Yeah, you know, you know Craig... Uh, it just just occurred to me that there was a second issue, and this is directly related to this because it was from Ohio. Ohio was trying to come after VNN because we ran an ad from a white guy looking for a job who said he wanted a job where he could think and speak non-PC thoughts. And these these monkey this monkey ass housing council state bureaucracy in Ohio was trying to come after us for that. Do you think they're doing a damn thing about these nigger gangsters? Hell no. They're afraid of being shot. And let's not kid ourselves at all that violence plays a large role in all of this. If you have enough physical power to intimidate the opposition, why all of a sudden those certified letters don't show up? The, the, yeah, that's right. So the 60s Maoists quoted it a lot, I believe. Power comes out of the barrel of the gun, right? Exactly. Uh -huh. Jewish media and money and monkey mayhem. That's the tag team they've got going. The niggers will get you on the street or in prison, and the Jews will get you in court and in the papers. And that's what they're working on, you white folks, and we need to fight back. And when we do get the upper hand, there's going to be a lot of very enjoyable trials. Let's just put it that way. Yeah, I want to make some calls soon. In fact, uh, Yankee Jim's been working a lot on these, this, this story in Kingston, and uh, there was a mother up there. And just to tell everyone, the press reported that the, I, I think her son was recovering and so forth. Well, he wasn't recovering at all. He, his head wounds, as, I, as uh, Yankee Jim told me, were so severe that I, I guess it's kind of a nip and tuck whether it'll be lifetime you know, once the brain sustains an injury, it swells. And uh, he was attacked by niggers up there in Kingston, New York. There's just case after case out of this. There was uh, We've had fast on each other's heels, uh, New Orleans, Toledo, France, Kingston. Uh, there was also a case in Buffalo. We've got, even have tapes on that. Stan's going to try to get him out. And I called up there, and uh, the aide to the mayor and one of the police commissioners as soon as I brought up the fact that four niggers had stabbed three whites and put two of the whites in the hospital, uh, I didn't even use the term niggers, but, you know, just boom, right away. Uh, they've been yeah. trained with this Pavlovian reaction that there's no such thing as racial conflict, except when whites are, are, are mythically uh, oppressing uh, uh, Negroes. Except when whites defend themselves. So, I mean, we saw, yeah, did, right. did we mention this in a Goy fire, Craig, where, we, where the white girl wrote a letter to Salon to their advice columnist and said, I was beat up by niggers in junior high, and I have a bad image of them, even though I know as a good liberal I shouldn't. And he recommended to her eye reprocessing, like out of the clock. You know, uh, this is the 
level of insanity that we've fallen Like Clockwork into. Orange, he said, she said. That's what she said, like Clockwork Orange. I, I said, no, I said like Clockwork Orange. He just, he didn't say that. He said, I re, he said, well, there are new techniques developed for reprocessing how our eyes see things. I mean, what the goddamn fuck? That is crazy. And that's the level we fall into, our insane liberals. Stan, Stan has this one. I called the uh, British Consul General in, in Atlanta. Just to give an example, and uh, I was talking about the, uh, you may remember the nigger uh, uh, terrorist bomber in London who killed 27 people in the subway, uh, <laughs> it's been about two months yeah. ago. And, uh, <clears throat> of course, he'd been in jobs, programs, and everything else. He had a, a, a white girlfriend and, and a little uh, uh, latte son, I think. And anyway, I asked the consul general, and he'd received, I believe, 60,000. It was either he or one of his mates had received 60,000, the equivalent U.S., 60,000 U.S. in welfare payments over five years. And I asked the consul general uh, what, what, what he thought about traditional Celtic people in their own racial homeland where they've lived and, and aboted for thousands of years, uh, hiring suicide bombers to, uh, to murder them uh, with their own money. And he didn't like that, of course. You know, They, they, they don't like anything couched uh, in non-Jewish terminologies. Yeah. I remember one of those uh, one of those movies the Jews produced about about blacks and it was uh there was some there was some background music it was like hate worth so much we wouldn't even take a flow job 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 I think that's kind of funny <laughs> but uh <laughs> hey I'm not I'm not saying it is but it was a uh, it's a good line it's a good line <laughs> well can you repeat that in English I, I only got the uh, bonics of it. He said, it's, it's, oh, I can't remember what movie it was, but it was, the line was, hates work so much, wouldn't even take a blow job. That was a, that was a black guy singing that in a sort of a quasi-rap about okay, the, that's the nigger's attitude towards work. Yeah, you can, yeah. Take, you can, uh, you can Not, get them all the training they want, but they, if you don't want to work, nothing's going to make you work. And we're paying niggers not to work or to pretend to work. And we have this third Even email in here. It's, it, it's a bit long, so uh, bear with me here. Uh, hello, Alex, Aegis, and Chain. My name is Brian. I'm a racist. I'm also an anarchist. Or better defined as a person who would enjoy a republic or democracy that works, but would accept anarchy since neither system can be employed without the Jew rats infecting it with their Shylock practices. Our country is a landmass that is left lame and disease-ridden. The disease is the Jew. TV, toilet vision, niggers, and immigrants, legal and illegal. I have a short story here that happened recently. I'm 32 years old and the drummer for a black metal band, and we went on a local bar and grill to play a show. One of my acquaintances from a few years ago was there and after the show this guy came to me to chew the fat. I was breaking my drums down and he asked, hey, did you ever get a chance to meet Aaron? Do you like Aaron? I knew he said Aaron, but being a racist who hates the plight of the white man these days, I took the opportunity to fire off a quick one-liner. Yes, I like Aryans. I like to meet Aryans. And we wholeheartedly support Aryans. This one sentence flipped a switch in the guy. No shit. He was suddenly, oh, that's fucked up, man. Hey, man, that's not cool. Hey, dude, that's not cool, man. Yeah. I said, why not? Why isn't it cool? I support white people, and there's nothing wrong with supporting your own race. But, yo, man, hey, yo, that's fucked up. That's fucked up as shit, though, man. Yeah. Yeah. I, I kept asking him why, but he couldn't give me a real answer. 
Later that evening, I was having a drink with my bassist and this guy, and he finally came clean. He told me he didn't have a problem with blacks, but he hated niggers. I asked him to name ten decent black people that he knew, and he couldn't. Now, what about the, the Cosby? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what about Keisha Knight Pullum and Malcolm Jabal Warner, man? That would be right. cool wearing their sweaters and shit. Yeah. Anyway, now, go ahead. Now, what's the irony here? Well, first off, he was fully prepared to make a public example out of my beliefs as being wrong. But when he was in a private environment, he tells me he hates niggers. But the real irony is this. I said absolutely nothing hateful, wrong, aggressive, any nigger, hook, nose, spick, immigrant, or anything like that. But I was wrong for saying I simply supported my own race. The guy said I was wrong, was also white. Isn't that just spectacular? What the fuck is wrong with these people these days? I mean, what causes them to react like that to shit? It's a, it's a lifetime of Jewish media conditioning is what causes it. Yeah, I support Aryans. This goes much further than brainwashing. He says, I mean, what caused them to react to shit like, I support Aryans? This goes much further than brainwashing. That's from Brian H. in Virginia Beach, Virginia. Oh, in Virginia Beach. Well, TA was there. And he says, he says that's a nigger in Filipino capital of the East Coast. Spicks are coming in by the thousands each month. Uh, you know, just uh, three days ago, Alex, uh, three niggers kidnapped a couple there, took the woman in the bushes and, and, and raped her. Uh, so essentially in front of her male companions, he could probably hear the noises if he couldn't see it. Well, Craig, I don't know where Virginia Beach is, but if that's by, like, Newport News, there, isn't that where the black... It is. It's essentially, what, yeah... It's it's along with Norfolk, one big megalopolis of about 650,000 people. Ron Doggett was saying, I believe, online. But uh, I was there and uh, I saw the city and uh, I took the TA there. But I mean, it's interesting that that's from Virginia Beach. First time I've been there too. And uh, I don't think uh, I've been there, but I know there's been little mini freaknik scenes on the on the beach where the niggers go. Nigger college students, right? And our, our, our nigger college students in America are no more civilized than the 70 IQ uh, black college students. No more? Are you kidding? It was way less. <laughs> well, they're not any worse than the ones. I, I, I mean, they, yeah, you know what they do. They do the same things yeah. as those ones in Africa. Who are oh, so they have those in Virginia Beach. Huh? That, that, that's where the girl who disappeared down there in the uh, yeah. Caribbean, well, she'd been to one of those the night before. Yeah, well, uh, I have yeah. A, an admission to make. Natalie I actually was in Virginia Beach, or at Virginia Beach, Virginia, as they had what is known as a Greek week. And that's what they call all of the black fraternities uh, flocking to Virginia Beach to drive their cars at two miles an hour up yeah. and down the road with, like, red BMWs with low riders, uh, with gold and silver rims, and you name it. And there was a police on a police officer on every block and uh, that didn't stop them from riding and looting and uh, at the end of the 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 vacation uh, the National Guard was called in tanks. Wait, what year was that ages because that's pricey real estate along that beach I, I checked out all the beach and drove up and down you know compared it to uh, uh, you know Hawaii and other places but uh, it's a nice beach yeah this was uh, between let's say 1990 and 1993 uh, but the National Guard was called in. Uh, they had helicopters flying. They had uh, uh, National Guardsmen, state police on, on horses. They had tanks rolling down the street. Uh, it, was, it was 
out of control. Of course, they hey, broke hey. into all the stores and yeah. looted and whatnot. Hey, you know, you, you really have to think that all these police who are at these various events, Toledo there in Virginia Beach, you mentioned, all over the country, these white police and, and I mean, I, I, imagine the lies that they're living to not be able to acknowledge this. And these and police you know, we're interacting with. Yeah. I think you guys are a couple of evil racists because, you know, the <laughs> brothers study really hard and they just want to blow off a little steam, man. They're just taking a study break in their own cultural way. These you, affirmative you, action uh, uh, exemplars uh, par excellence were, yeah, cruising in Virginia Beach and then riding. Uh, actually, Alex, that's, that's in a way what we're really asking for is the freedom from Franz Boas-type uh, Jewish... Uh, orthodox lies to acknowledge these racial differences between the people so that the Africans can be exactly who, you know, be all they can be, so to speak. I want them to be all they can be in a <laughs> continent far away from me. <laughs> well, uh, w we need to drop the pretenses that their ideas of uh, community and tribalism and celebration are, are the self-same as ours, because self-same because they're not. No, they're not. And the funny part is that they often hold these beach conclaves like within weeks of, of biker biker gangs holding meetings, and the, they always have to have like about a, a, a multiple of the number of cops have to attend the black quote students compared to the to the uh, primarily white biker gangs. I mean, the fucking nigger students are more dangerous than white bikers. What does that tell you? The big this country's a big goddamn charade, man. I mean, nothing is what it. Everything has got to be pretended, and the people are utter sheep, and they're scared to say what's going on. Only we here at Goyfire have the freedom to describe what's actually happening. Well, I've often wished that we were really closer to the cusp of a literal revolution, and yet, when you put it that way, maybe we really are, that this is the presage, these are the presage times, the presaging times. Well, Craig, it's uh, hard to know. It's hard to know. It's everybody's first time through life, and you can uh -huh. reading history might help a little, but how do we know? Each revolution's a little bit different. Well, we've seen it come on very suddenly in France and Denmark, and uh, you know, just a couple of years ago, Le Pen was the big exactly. baddie. And uh, Craig, think about this thing. This thing in France has been going on for for the better part of two weeks now. Sure. So and we just came off Katrina too, and now they even after that, did you notice they tried to say it didn't occur? All the crack vials in the stadium, and all the corpses, and the rapes, and everything. All. Uh, uh, they tried to put a lid on that and uh, tone that down. The media did. I yeah. understand. I haven't been reading it, but I've read people people's accounts of it. What are you going to believe? The pictures or, or you know, Jewish <laughs> words? What are you going to believe? Your own eyes or the Jew? Come on. You, you saw the picture of the one, one lone white woman holding her baby and the utter misery on her face yeah. and the just lined alleys of just these niggers mm -hmm. are just filthy. It doesn't matter. If and, it's and, and then we know the, the new lucky neighbors in Iowa and Minnesota and West Virginia and wherever else who got... Uh, these people airlifted into them just as if, a, you know, they, they should have a poll. You know, which would you rather have, Somalis or New Orleans niggers? Craig, we, we got lucky here because the guy who owns the old shoe factory that's long defunct uh -huh. went to FEMA and offered to take 500. He did? I, yeah, I got on the local board at KTVO, which they've subsequently shut down. I said that would be the worst thing in the world to have those people coming in here. And, uh -huh. uh, um, but I think we wound up taking one family that was white. From, from Louisiana somewhere, so thank God we, we avoided that, but what about the places who got them? You know, you don't make your community better by adding a bunch of niggers, and the, these idiots are, oh, we're going to grow the economy. Well, listen, you know, all you people who think you know, I, I just uh, drove through the neighborhoods, and uh, it's frightening, let me tell you, because uh, I realized if my car broke down, I was, you know, I was in literally imminent danger. Yeah. 
Hostel yeah. looks and just the dirtiness yeah. of any black oh, yeah. area is what really yeah. sticks out about it. I don't care if it's and, Frederick, Maryland or, or Davenport. Yeah. And they really let you know, what are you doing here? And, you know, it's broad daylight. Well, I'm driving through trying to find the hell out of the way out. You know, that's where. Yeah, yeah well, we've it, got it, another email here that, here that I found in the uh, reader mail section. Uh, Mr. Lanier, I just want to tell you what your work has meant to me over the very recent past. I picked up the VNN podcast a few weeks back during the Adam Curry trauma. <clears throat> First one, then another, then everything that had been posted to the website. <laughs> At the risk of gushing like a 14-year-old girl meeting in sync, you should know that your words have had an immensely profound effect on nearly every facet of my life. Uh, I'm a non-traditional student. Upon entering the adult world, I began to have an almost innate sense that something was wrong with the way we lived our lives, but I was at the same time unable to directly address exactly what that was. To be brief, I read a text you had cited at one point during one of the shows, Dr. McDonald scholarly, The Culture of Critique. It took weeks of sourcing primary documents before the horrible truth of Jewish supremacism and its implication was more fully understood. You would think this depressing news would deflate any sense of self left after years of watching stupid white guys on television being simultaneously saved from themselves and derided by minorities and women, no? However, the opposite could not be more true. I now own a sense of purpose that has bettered nearly every aspect of my life. Something just feels right about having true purpose. Men, Mr. Linder, need purpose and will seek it out. We will even fight for the wrong one before we do without. But there is no doubt in my mind that once a man finds true purpose, he finds himself. There is no substitute for the truth. That, Mr. Linder, is to no small extent directly attributable to your work. And for that, I can only give you thanks. Sincerely, Theseus. Well, that that's... Uh... That's great. That's exactly what we're looking for. And thanks to Aegis for uh, for starting Goyfire and Craig for doing all the reporting that inspires the rest of us, and, and Rounder for doing the activism and, and and Stan for producing it all. None of without all this whole complex of people doing their individual parts, including the people making donations to keep us on the air, uh, we wouldn't be able to go forward. But yes, we do have a real purpose in life. There is more to life than being a wigger or being a Rastafarian. We have something solid. I mean great creative race that can have its own context and, and develop life, develop more beautiful and intelligent people. And that's, that's, uh, that is the ultimate potential. I know I, because of my own, uh, my own nature and my own satiric bent, I tend to focus on, on what's wrong and, and attacking it because that's what I enjoy doing. But the, there is the, the positive side as well is that if we simply got rid of the Jews who have sicked these minorities on us, we could deal with the colored problem very easily. And at the end of the day, Boom, we have an all-white society that is, would be more civilized and remarkable than any white society that has ever existed on Earth, possibly excluding Greece. But we have more technology than what they do, and we can get back to building a civilized, moral culture. And that, that really is the, the upside. And I'm, glad you've, I'm very glad that you found us. And uh, we do like to hear stories like these. They encourage us that our words are not falling on deaf ears. And you know, the, the simple facts are what we say is right. Everything that we assert can be verified in the media. And yes... Uh, it, I, I was awakened much like this writer in, in that I saw all these things that were wrong, but you know I was busy studying and doing whatever to get through school, and it, it's only later in life when you realize, 
when you come across the right stuff or the right peop people or somewhere someone tips you onto what's really going on, then you're like, oh. And all of a sudden you instantly see the pattern. You're like, I know there's an agenda that is being pursued that is never deviated from, but who's setting that agenda? That's what we're trying to give you here at Goyfire. And it sounds like we succeeded in this case. I read a thesis letter in, in Reader Mail, and I really enjoyed it then. And then listening to you read it, Aegis, when he says it all came together for him and he realized, I'm reminded of Professor Kevin McDonald's writing in The Culture of Critique that we Caucasians really have no idea of the cohesiveness and the identity which Jews have with certain seminal events. You know, Titus's uh, routing of the Jews, uh, the burning of the Second Temple, uh, Hitler's uh, uh, speaking truth to them and, and, and running their banks out of Germany, and that these, these landmarks in their minds or in their common uh, thesis as a people uh, is foremost in, in their brains and in their beings, that, that we really have no idea about that. So then when Theseus said he's begun to get this, I thought, wow. I guess that's what happened to us all, in a sense, and that's very inspiring. I don't know his age, but I'm kind of hoping he's uh, a little bit younger, uh, a real bright young young guy. Yeah, and Craig, I think he's on the he's on the forum too. And as always, uh, uh, we we encourage uh, people to join on VNN forum, and then that's kind of our our central command center where we network with everybody and we plan out our projects and we plan our our growth. And you know, I'm holding my daughter right now, and I mean, this is what this is really what it's all about. I know that's a cliche in what people say, but I mean, do you want your, your sons and daughters growing up in a world that is, that is niggerized? And all these stories show you the only culture that blacks have ever been capable of producing. And it's not really much different for the other coloreds. And you see, you see the hate that the Jews have for ordinary white people. Well, we have to band together and do something about it. And there's no better time than now. It's not going to get better. It's only going to get worse. It's a time lapse. I always think of it in terms of time-lapse photography, showing you an area progressively developing just like a cancer eating away at a healthy body. These are diseased people. They cannot be solved no matter how much love or moralizing you want to do. They are not like us. They are doing battle with us, and, and, and the Jew is the one who is, uh, who is uh, ensured that we cannot have the legal or physical means to defend ourselves, so we must the, take the, them. The day-by-day -day drain on us psychically and on our literal capital assets is just horrific. It's just got to stop. Mm -hmm. You know, if, if we didn't have to deal with it, if we were dealing with our own people, we could be figuring out how to send to make sure all of our uh, uh, people got the highest technical and, and, and logical educations instead of uh, constantly giving the minorities what they're demanding from us, what, what, what share of our assets they, they, they think they're entitled to on any given day. And, and these, these so-called minorities that are 92% of the world have all been trained by the Jews that the white man owes them. And as they gain power, do you think they're going to demand less from us? Hell no. They're going to demand more. They're going to demand everything, ultimately. It's already reached critical mass. It already has in a lot of areas of the country. Right. But, I think uh, a lot of people, you know, well, without the, the Internet and without, let's say, people putting together a, a cohesive media program, a lot of people are just, you know, getting into drugs, uh, you know, white people just totally giving up and uh, giving up hope for the future. They've, uh, they're, they're uh, immersing themselves in Christianity and uh, universalism and end yeah. times and, and all that type of stuff. Any type of escapism imaginable, they're taking part. So, uh, and 
to get back to that, I wanted to answer Brian H. because we didn't really answer that, but he says, what causes people to react like this? Well, they know the penalty for thinking otherwise, and these, these idiots who think they're rebels or, or rockers are, are, are the worst because they don't even realize that what they're doing is in no way anti-system. It's, it's all a big fake, as Aegis was saying. We are the only genuinely rebellious, revolutionary alternative. People have just been raised in this context where they never hear the other side of anything, and they know that you're supposed to immediately denounce anything that's Aryan or racist or pro-white. And even the rockers and the rebels go along with that, which shows you they're just... They're just big monkeys. They're cogs They're in the in the machine. They're an important part of it, man. The, the fake rebellion is an important part of, of every orthodoxy and every every system, every tyranny. Every tyranny needs a safe outlet for resistance. And rock and rebellion and promiscuity. Hey man, the only rebellion is excellence because it's fucking hard. And it just so happens that white males in particular are the are the ones who come up with most of the genuine rebellion, the genuine excellence because they have a genetic makeup that encourages them to doubt and to dare. And I think, selfishly, you know, that Goyfire is a, a part of that. And VNN, that, that's, that's our motive. We dare to question the system and stand against it. We don't wear long hair or short hair or have tattoos or do this or that necessarily. I mean, that, that's irrelevant. Trying to be good at what we do and tell the truth about what's going on, that's where you make your real rebellion, and that's where you're genuinely opposed to the system. Right, and I, I think a lot of people are hard on the uh, generation, the, the so-called greatest generation. But like uh, you know, Chain has been saying, it was just complete and utter media domination. Uh, you just didn't get a word in edgewise. There was no means of communicating on a community level like we have today on the internet and the Jews had the bullhorns and they just squashed any type of opposition and 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 have been doing it for years yeah well, well it's all, all changing now though isn't it with white yeah. nationalism yeah and I, I think they feel us coming on because uh, no longer do we have to sit there and listen to some idiot uh, like Walter Cronkite or, or, or Dan Rather, we can talk among ourselves. And increasingly, white males are headed to the Internet. And they're coming to shows like this, and they're going to sites like VNN, and they're joining VNN Forum. They're hearing the truth. We treat their people. They always ask me, what, what's your intent in passing out this paper here, man? What are you trying to do? Well, we, we're trying to treat whites respectfully. Show them that we know that there are people who are legitimate and have their own interest, and we're trying to tell them the news that you clowns won't tell them. So screw the system media. Screw the wimpy little college kids who don't know their ass from their elbow but think that they can lecture on everything. I mean, we got the reality right here. And we're just going to continue to expand and get better, and thank everybody for your support. Again, Professor Kevin McDonald, the author of The Culture Critique, said every ethnic group is permitted and uh, exalted at having their own ethnic group interest in their organizations except whites. Yeah, we, we encourage college kids, start a white student union. And if they won't let you, then you expose their hypocrisy and uh, have us come in and speak. We're happy to go. We'll happy to be happy to go there and tell the true history of civil rights, which is a Jewish production that is an attack on white people. It has nothing to do with the, the rights of blacks. Every, by every measure, black scholar Thomas Sowell has showed that blacks were better off when we had segregation. When blacks were kept in their own communities, they're worse off today. Plus, they have a chip on their shoulder, which prevents them from doing anything about their racial problems. So that crime and just nigger stupidity and gangster rap, all these are attributable to the Jew who produces and celebrates them. Yeah, they attribute their problems to us rather than to their own uh, 
40% underclass. Look at it this way. Blacks are inherently animals, but they can be worse or better animals. And when white racists controlled the system, blacks had to keep themselves more or less in line. But when Jews control the system, they celebrate the very worst elements in black culture, and thereby making things worse not just for us, but for blacks both. And then they have the nerve to come on and say, oh yeah, we're fixing the world. We're these great heroes. We brought about integration that nobody wants. It has to be done at gunpoint. Who the fuck are these goddamn Jews? Why are they controlling our fucking country? Get the fuck rid of them. I'm sick of reading their crappy media. I'm sick of their fucking bought politicians. These fuckers need to be dealt with severely. Okay, and now is the time to get going on that. Well, I think a lot of people, it's hard for them to put two and two together. It's just such a side shot. They see the blacks, they see all the problems that Jews create, but to actually... Uh, have the knowledge that these people do exist and are bringing about the type of horrific society that everybody deals with. That's almost a uh, conspiracy people uh, theory for a lot of people. Well, look, uh, it's like the guy said, uh, it's been posted before, they, they no more have to have a conspiracy about it than, than, than ants or bees have to have a consider, uh, conspiracy to go about their business. They think the same way, they have the same genes, they act the same way, whether or not they're openly or secretly conspiring. There's conspiracy on little things, but on, on the big thing, they're, they're the same people doing the same thing. The conspiracy is just a red herring to throw you off from the facts about who is doing what. As FDR said, we love to quote, nothing in politics happens by accident. If whites were to, were to assiduously promote one another and look out for another, one another the way Jews do, uh, we'd completely overwhelm them. And, and let me tell you, whites should. Whites should mm -hmm. uh, try as best you can with, within the law or hire whites. Hire your networks of people who think the way you do. Grow your own economic power and, and set up the in-group, out-group distinction that, Jew, that has served Jews so well. And, and uh, that's how we beat the Jews. And remember, there's a lot more of us than there are of them. They cannot ex survive exposure. Exposure alone is not enough, but expose them, organize against them, and never accept them as you. Never accept their speaking for your community. They absolutely do not. No, okay, no uh, closing statements, anyone? Well, let me say, let me let Alex finish, but let me just say, back to Prussian Blue. Uh, April's on VNN, that's um, the girl's mom, and uh, she's a part of National Vanguard, too, but I wish you'd listen to two of their songs, and that is I Will Bleed For You, and I believe the other one's Ode to Bob Matthews. I'm not exactly sure. I think Ian Stewart wrote that, but my computer's been attacked twice in, uh, in a little over two months in ruin, but I think by the government. Anyway, the point is, listen to uh, these girls' songs, this song about Bob Matthews and I Will Bleed For You. And uh, if this is not the most emotional thing. I'll tell you what, a happy ending for Zog is, as I was saying, is one of these niggers gets to uh, fuck these girls and make a video and ruin their lives. That's a fucking happy Zog ending. Yeah. That's the, the, the reason here is that, and, and what Craig says, they can be found at PrussianBlue.net. And the, the point here, here is they only want role models for white girls who are showing you that race mixing is cool and hip, and that's what you want to do, even yeah. though they well know that, that one in 50 blacks, more than one in 50, has AIDS. Mm -hmm. but like I just read the other day that one in 10 black females has a, I'm not sure how you pronounce it, trick or trichomoniasis. Yeah, and blacks are heavily infected. Not only are they stupid and violent, they have a lot of sexual diseases. Yeah, I didn't mean to be impertinent or disrespectful to the girls, but I mean, when 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 they just read that columnist or at ABC who wrote that, I, I, it's just so vile. It's just such vile hatred. I, I I can't get over it because if you listen to their music, when I heard it, 
for the first time, and it was relatively recently. Uh, I was just astounded because I mean, Craig, it, it, it's hateful and hostile to tell young white girls that they will in any way benefit from mixing with blacks, and yet every single official and semi-official outlet in our society tells them exactly that. And you tell me who's the real hater. I, I must sound like a broken record, but if anybody's ever heard this nigger 50 Cent, who's a convicted felon, a crack salesman, I believe. Uh, have you ever heard him? Uh, I, I don't know what you heard about me. I'm a motherfucking P.I.M.P. Uh, this fucking vile lyrics of this beast, this beast of nig. Uh, and and, and the, the suggestion, the juxtaposition, or, or the lack of juxtaposition of this kind of... Uh, dominant media compared to what these girls are doing is just a real vile sickness and, and, and it should be rooted out as surely as it was by Hitler and the Weimar Republic. I hope you don't mind my saying that. But Well, Craig, who puts out 50 Cent? I mean, is it Interscope, Geffen, or DreamWorks, or one of them? Right. Yeah, well, I, I'm not sure which one, but the, the point is, if you, you know, you can trace down their media, but... Uh, uh, we know, we know that Murray Rothstein, the Jew, promotes MTV. I don't know if uh, I'm a pimp is allowed to be played on MTV, but the whole genre is uh, look. It's the dominant media now. I mean, you can go in country and western bars and hear. You know, yeah, some some true. of them, some of them that's will mix true. it up. Yeah. Don't anyway, uh, hip hop. So, so listen to Prussian Blue, and then they did the second thing, which is even more important, is uh, get out in the streets, do something. You know, come on. Quit, quit your hunting or your fishing or your Christmas trip to your family, whatever it takes. Uh, do like Yankee Jim and Hal Turner and, and Alex and, uh, and a lot of us on VNN are doing. You've got to make a difference. You've got to start doing something. It's not enough to type on the Internet. It's not even enough to give money or to uh, make words in media. We have to really physically become a presence. There has to be a local media, and I encourage anybody, uh, uh, soon enough we're going to settle on a physical location where we're going to call people to come and move here, and we'll create something. Uh, community of people who can work together and, and develop something because it can't be as Craig says it cannot be all virtual typing and, and money donation are important but they are not enough there have to be local networks of people who feel the same way ready to take advantage of any rapidly changing circumstances we're not going to tolerate Jewish control of our country we are not going to tolerate the ADL killing the First Amendment and let me just say something here we've seen recently in Toledo and other places all you have to do is show up and say, you know what, stop attacking these young girls and raping them on their way to schools. And pretty soon the rocks and the, and the bottles come flying from the back of the nigger crowd and then the, uh, because they won't tolerate you not allowing them to rape white girls. I want to say I, I think you know, every day is a day in which you can practice civil disobedience. And in any way you can sabotage the Zog machine, just go ahead and do it. You know, there's little ways uh, that you can throw that sand in the gears. L little legal ways uh, that you can just throw that sand in the gearworks of a machine that is not working for you and that is, in fact, working actively against you and people like you all over the world. So think about it and do it. Put pressure on Zog any way you possibly can, and VNN is completely above ground and legal, but uh, Zog isn't. Zog's above ground. Zog's below ground. Zog murders all kinds of people. Zog is Zionist occupational government. It means our government's controlled by an alien hostile minority called Jews that is using the black and brown race to commit genocide against us by race mixing and just by simple overt attacks, murder, and making us, as Craig says, psychically uncomfortable in our own skins and in our own space. We don't tolerate that here at Goy Fire. 
We speak like free men because we take the freedom. It's not about what Jews say, it's about what we do. It's about what we Aryans do. Now you listen to this, you think about what your part is, is in that, and you do it. And that's how we make a change in our rapidly disintegrating world. Well, we want to thank you for listening in. Uh, we want to encourage you to send us email at info at goyfire.com or check out the website at goyfire.com. As always, we're bringing you the news they won't as we are the good guys. Till next time, America, this is Aegis wishing you the best of goodbyes. You've been listening to Goyfire on the Vanguard News Network. Music by Folkfest. Email Goyfire at info at goyfire.com and visit govnn.com. The problem is for the next generation. That's when the hurt's going to come by. Let's get the Greenland hands. Come on. Let's go. He's burning. They're taking over, and and you're a racist pig if you resist. Go back to Europe. That's a it's a war. I'm a painter. In the last two years, I started buying guns. You don't make anything better by adding 30 million Mexicans to it, do you? I'm not going to sit by on my couch and get fat while my country disappears. Ladies and gentlemen, are you ready to hear from the founder of the Minuteman Project? Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna show you an armed vigilante right here. These are our weapons. The the reforms in immigration that have completely altered this country have been the result really of elite um, sentiment and and frankly, you know, ethnic interest group lobbying and so on. The Democratic Party sees massive immigration, both legal and illegal, as a source of voters. On the other side, it's the Republican Party. It sees massive immigration, both legal and illegal, as a source of cheap labor. There is absolutely no immigration law enforcement, which means we have no borders, which means we have no nation. If we don't choose this border, again, as the line in the sand, to our own government about what we the people demand and what we expect from the government, you know, uh, then uh, you might as well just check it in and make sure there's something good on TV every night and stay out of their way. Don't do anything wrong because you won't stand a chance. The United States government has refused to effectively protect the southern border with Mexico for 40 years. Average American citizens are now banding together to stand up against a government they feel no longer represents their interests. October Sun Films presents The Line in the Sand, a documentary by Byron Jost. Visit octobersunfilms.com for more information. The Aryan Alternative, news and views for whites you won't find anywhere else. The Aryan Alternative is a print publication of uncensored news for whites. Be the first in your neighborhood to distribute news without the Jews by ordering 100 copies for $12 through the Vanguard News Network. Visit GoVNN.com for ordering information. The Aryan Alternative and the Vanguard News Network. No Jews, just right. Live, right, chat. 24-7. IRC or Java. Pick your poison. White racialist. Intercourse, live and online, VNN Live.
That's right, live chat for VNN. VNN.MINE.NU 1488-slash-join-number-VNN. And for you Java folks, HTTP colon double slash VNN dot MINE dot NU colon 88 slash VNN live. Antis need not apply. Come get some. Vanguard Radio for the precious 8%.